Bonjour et bienvenue sur un nouvel épisode de Entrepreneur in Conversation with Géraldine. Je suis Géraldine Juppé et chaque semaine, on découvre ensemble des entrepreneurs, innovateurs et créateurs et comment ils ont créé leur business. Bonjour et bienvenue pour un nouvel épisode d'Entrepreneur in Conversation with Géraldine. Pour l'épisode 14, j'ai le plaisir d'accueillir Joël et Désiré, les fondatrices de Lelila Society, un safe space dédié aux femmes et depuis peu aux hommes, une plateforme de discussion ouverte et unique. Elles se décrivent comme des people lovers, elles offrent une expérience exceptionnelle entre story sharing, écoute et des hugs. Elles ont rendu l'intelligence émotionnelle essentielle et accessible à tous et à toutes. Plus que des social innovators, elles sont aussi facilitatrices et human connectors grâce à leurs événements, les convos, des soirées chargées en émotions et aussi des business convos, des événements réseautage au sein de la communauté. Elles ont créé un fil de conversation unique qui continue sur le, sur le web grâce au hashtag Vulnerable is Beautiful. Bonne écoute Hello, hi Desiree, hi Joelle. Hi. Thank you, thank you, thank you for welcoming me in your home for the podcast today. So, well, I just want you guys to introduce yourselves actually because I'm pretty sure my audience don't know who you are, Lelila Society. So I want you guys to tell us more about you. <laughs> Where to start? Where do we start? <laughs> yeah, well, we are friends for over 15 years now. We are mothers, um, and three years ago, we created the Lila Society, uh, where we create... Who's talking? Desiree. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, where we create meaningful spaces for women and men in Montreal. Yes. <laughs> so I'm Joelle, um, co-founder of Lila, and yeah, we started three years ago just because we were women who always work with the public. We worked around people. We were always always around so many stories, different people, personalities, and now we were at home with children. And sometimes we were like, okay, we need a reason to go out or we wanted to go out and do something, but just to go out to like a saint cassette that's like, that has loud music, uh, too many people, didn't feel right. So we created something that we would have wanted to attend, mm -hmm. which is an evening of story sharing. And so we created it for ourselves and invited um, friends on the November night. It'll be like into this week. This three week years. is three years. Wow. Uh, yeah. So three years ago uh, this week, we invited uh, 50 people from our mutual networks. Mm -hmm. And we had six speakers share a 10 minute story of their life. That's just a story that has impacted us mm -hmm. and that we wanted them to share with more people. How would you describe or define Uh, Lila Society? Um, good question. I would define it as being a, a safe space to think and process and feel seen. Yes, and heard. And heard. Supported, even by, I think what's magical about the society is that you feel supported by people that you don't know. And we actually pride ourselves on the the diversity. And when you say diversity, it's not just cultural diversity. It's of age, of um, financial background, of education, how these people all come together and can show up for one another in just the most simple ways as listening. 
What inspired you actually to create Yeti La Society? Well, we were both going through a transitional period in our life. And as Joelle mentioned, we both come from a background uh, of being around people. Mm -hmm. uh, and three years ago, we were going through a transitional period. And we were both at a time where we were searching for purpose. Um, and we, the natural reflex was to do something that brought us joy. And that being surrounded, that being, you know, us surrounding ourselves with people again. Um, so again, it started from just us seeking purpose, I believe, essentially. Mm -hmm. Narrow it down. Yeah, narrow it down, <laughs> exactly. I think we've been trying to narrow it down for, for three years now. Um, but yeah, like Desiree said, it's really the purpose and connection and validation of so many uh, feelings that we had because that's what got us through the tough times that we were going through was that people would validate exactly how we felt and we thought that that was very, very special. Mm -hmm. And also, moreover, is that we really realized that we had an incredible network of women, you know, uh, separately and um, together. together. We have really strong networks of really, really trustworthy girlfriends that have become family over the years and realizing the abundance of our luck in that saying that some people don't have that or for various reasons and if we could share our network and make one person feel welcome then we would be happy so three years later we're we feel very grateful that we've been able to welcome more and more people in our network for them to feel included and like Desiree mm. said before, to be seen and to be heard and to feel like you belong to something. Mm. And when you belong, you can work on anything else. You know what I mean? You can then work on these other things mm. in your life with much more ease, I think. And I think what inspired us also, one of the one of the several things that inspired us was that we were we were searching to go deeper within ourselves and to go deeper with others. We mm -hmm. didn't necessarily want we wanted more than surface Mm -hmm. relationships or surface surface conversations um and then also going back to our network how many times have you met somebody off the street you know randomly and she shared something about her life mm -hmm. and then you went back and you shared it with all of your friends um so we wanted to create a space where we can just provide that platform for that woman to share her story in front of so many other women so that we can all go and learn and take back what we need or take, you know, take the, the lessons home and apply it to our lives or apply it to somebody we care for. Mm -hmm. Sorry, because everyday women have such important stories and sometimes we only um, idolize or put forth the stories of women that have achieved something or um, that ha or that are famous. And for us, everyday women like we are, uh, have things to say and have you know, sell, um, have things to celebrate in their lives, which is sometimes just getting the kids to school on time. Like there's so many different things to celebrate in our life. And I think we have to celebrate as we go and not just wait for this thing that to do at the end, you know, mm -hmm. of our life, but mm -hmm. to celebrate as we go on mm -hmm. a little bit every year, a little bit every day. Um, and so if we can be that place where people celebrate those moments for one another it's it's a it's a very special place mm -hmm. to be actually and very privileged space to be in to watch these women um support themselves like that and mm -hmm. uh, support each other like that sorry and celebrate themselves so in a world like today where we're having access to a lot of communication tools and technology how do you explain that platform like Vidila society is becoming essential to the community 
Well, I think that there are so many amazing platforms, like you said, but there's something irreplaceable about the face-to-face human connection, human connection yeah. which unfortunately we're becoming so we're so connected but so disconnected at the same time so you know i think it's wonderful that all, on these a lot of online platforms people are open and vulnerable and sharing more and more about themselves which is fantastic but there's something um i feel like we're losing the um active listening or compassionate listening face like live um, more more and more um so i think that that's what's really magical about the space that we've created, the platform that we've created, because it's some, it, it's just as magical for the person sitting in the room as it is for the person that has the courage to share. Mm-hmm. Sitting there is just as courageous because mm-hmm. it's not comfortable. Mm-hmm. It's not comfortable to sit in a room and listen to somebody talking about, um, you know, in, in a lot of cases, you know, there's always um, not a tragedy, but there's always a, a the hardest day um, it's that's the hardest moment or it's 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 you know uh it's a transitional point in their life and that's not always easy to listen to yes. um and there's so many reasons why that is not easy to, mm-hmm. to listen to but you know we've seen that people are just as uncomfortable sitting in the room as they are getting up in front and speaking mm-hmm. so more so that's 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 more of a reason um that proves that it is an important platform or an or important spaces yeah. And I've, I've said this before, and but the moment when you're reading someone's text that they shared on, a, on social media or something or whatever uh, venue, you're reading the story and the story will get to you or trigger your emotions or get you choked up at that point in the story where it reminds you of something of your life. But there's something that's very, very powerful to hear someone's story and hear like when you're hearing it live to hear someone where they choke up in their story what was so you really feel the moment that was difficult for them you feel it not just with the words but with the emotion it's not always because someone cried or didn't cry or sometimes you can just feel in their voice that this was the hardest part for them that could be completely different than if you would have reacted to it if you were reading something. Mm. So that that aspect and hearing women, and there's something that we've realized also in the last um, three years is that you can write stuff, but for it to actually come out of you mm. and you saying the words... is a completely different process. Completely different process and a completely different uh, reaction in your body, a different release. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a doctor, but I, I've seen, I've, I see it happen with my own eyes every time. I mean, it's happened to us as well. It's hap- yeah, definitely happened uh, for me. Uh, I started, Desiree always loves to say that I started this process and thought I didn't have a story to share, or I said I didn't have a story to share. And I'm slowly realizing that I do. It's just I couldn't speak it. Mm-hmm. And the courage that the women have shown, you know, conversation after conversation um, has been very healing also to witness it for myself. Yeah. And actually, it brings me to a complimentary question. So how you feel you touch the community in that sense? How have we... How you, how you feel like how the community react to that? How like the response of the community to mm. the platform? Mm. Well, there's so many, I mean, there's so many amazing stories yeah. within the events that we've 
we've we've organized over the course of the last three years. Just, I mean, again, it's the unraveling. It's I mean, I'm gonna use myself as an example. I'm a mother, and I learned amazing lessons as you know to be a mother from women that don't have children mm -hmm. because they shared stories about them as children mm -hmm. so hearing their stories has made me a more mindful mother to be aware of certain signs or cer certain you know certain ways my daughter might choose to communicate and mm -hmm. just to be a little bit more attentive i learned mm -hmm. that from two women that don't have um you know so for me if i'm assuming that other, i hope that other women felt that but um so it's just made me more aware mm -hmm. um, and we've also had this from from women in the community it's just made them more aware of uh, it's made them more aware it's made them more empathetic it's made them more compassionate to people around them mm -hmm. by listening and truly understanding what people are going through mm -hmm. uh, versus judging or versus you know because we unfortunately we have this reflex to judge right away um, whereas when you listen to somebody share a personal story in front of strangers and they're completely vulnerable, there's something that cracks open inside of all of us. And there's so many different analogies I could use, but it's, you know, it's maybe labeling feelings that you had inside, um, and he by hearing it from somebody else's voice at that unle unleashes something within you and makes you go back to a feeling you feeling that same way. In, in a completely different other story. Mm -hmm. So again, it's this cracking cracking open of the community that we've seen happen over the course of three years. You know, mm -hmm. there's one woman that walked for two hours after after a convo yes. because there were so many emotions that came up and she messaged us saying, I, I had to walk for two hours after hearing those stories. And then she ended up, you know, she was on burnout from work. Then she ended up, she, she kept on messaging us saying, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with myself. I want to try to be more creative, but I have this amazing corporate job. I don't know what to do. Uh, she, you know, she, I told her to dabble in things that brought her joy. She, you know, started painting again or paint. I don't think she ever painted, but she started painting. And then just recently she went to, she enrolled herself in, in beauty school and she's an esthetician, someone from the corporate job. You see, so it helps, like, again, sharing our stories and listening to each other just helps us find purpose, find our own purpose again, mm -hmm. or find more meaning in our life. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I can go on and on about the amazing <laughs> stories that we've heard over the course, because it's it's truly magic. And, you know, going back, it's, we started this by just wanting to get our friends together to yeah. share stories, mm -hmm. um, because I didn't feel like I was comfortable with public speaking. Mm -hmm. I wasn't for a very long time, and I read everything that I had to say, uh, but slowly but surely feeling the love from the community and sharing my story more and more women told me that they felt the same way i felt less alone i felt seen um and it gave me strength to move forward in different areas of my life do you feel the same Joelle? um i definitely feel the same i think for what i would add is just that there's um there's a point it took us a long time to realize what we were doing because we, like Desiree started saying, is we did it because we just wanted to gather some friends. And then we did a second one because some friends couldn't make it to the first mm -hmm. one. And they were like, are you going to do it again? And we're like, are we? Okay. Okay. Like I was like eight months pregnant at the time. Like I was, I didn't really think, I was like, oh, let's do this fun thing. And then also um, realizing the, uh, the, the ease in which the women were there, like how easy it was to be in the room. Cause I've, 
again, I've said this before also, is that I, I was not comfortable in rooms with all women. I didn't, I did not feel comfortable. I didn't search for places that had just all women. I tried to avoid rooms that had just women because they were filled with competition and I don't attitude and some there's something that I didn't appreciate and so I thought all oh, that's just how it was going to be forever it's mm -hmm. not how I wanted to experience life with women mm -hmm. but it's how it ended up it, it, it was always for me or most often if I was not with my safe group of girlfriends that's what I was facing those types of rooms with judgment and comparison and you know um but now it's like that doesn't exist in our on our platform and we make sure that but we, it's all things that we observe. So it's not, we didn't go out saying like, we don't want this here. It's just, we happened, we noticed that it didn't exist there. Mm -hmm. And so slowly we started telling the new women that were coming, you know, this is no judgment, feel good here, feel safe. And by doing those things over the time, people had to tell us, oh, you're building community. We're like, are we building community? Is that <laughs> what we're doing? We couldn't. Yeah, the first. We, because it's not, again, we're two friends who just wanted to <laughs> do something. Like then you're realizing, oh, okay, well, we are building community. When you start defining, oh, building community is this, this, this. You're like, oh, well, that is what we're doing. Um, and then I think that the more women come or when the women come, they realize that they can also trust our space. They can trust to just be in the space. They can mm -hmm. trust uh, to listen safely. They can trust themselves to have emotions here and that it will end and I will be able to go home. I will be okay because they see it's a depiction of strength time after time as, you know, people use vulnerability sometimes as a, a, a weapon or a negative term. And we see that everyone who's vulnerable is has strength beyond measures because, and then women like physically see someone tell us their hardest thing but laughing before tell you something really like honest and then laugh after and smile and then end up like no one everyone had feelings and no one like died of having feelings you know what I mean like <laughs> life continues yeah. you're going to be okay um and you'll you might have you know you might keep having feelings after you leave but you will be okay like mm. it's you're okay it's and so it's that um embodiment of feelings the center of well mm -hmm. i think i always like to visualize that we just um create the create this space where feelings could just start maybe moving around i like to visualize the feelings stuck inside of your body and by listening or just taking a minute to be and not having to find solutions for your friends or your kids and just to sit in silence and not there's no expectation for you to do anything mm -hmm. you just have to listen um it creates there's something that goes off inside. Like of, a snow globe. Off. Basically, yeah. We snow globe you. We snow globe you. We don't crack you open. We snow globe you. And it's again, it's uncomfortable because we're just not used to expressing um, publicly, publicly um, our feelings. Or, or at all. Or receiving certain, you know, if we, if we don't want to receive something, we'll walk away. Mm -hmm. You can't really walk away. I mean, you could, you could obviously get up and leave. But two people have. Two people no, have. No, one person has. Yeah. 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 But what I was wondering is like, you're a community, you're a community builders, the folks of you, but using yourselves as social innovators, 
<laughs> I had to. I had to. I think I had to Google that word. I was like, "What's a social innovator? Is that what we are?" And when I Googled it, I said, "Oh, I guess so." Yeah. Um, so, so the answer is uh, no. We don't. We don't it, think we are, but I guess based on the definition, we are a bit. A, a bit are yeah. We are. Yeah. We have to get used to those terms, and at the same time, I kind of. And this might not be okay to say, but I don't really care of the title. I care of the work and the result. Absolutely. So whatever title other people like, I've, but I'm, you can't see me now, but I'm a mixed girl of mixed race. I'm English and French. I'm tall, um, not in short, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I am short. <laughs> I've done, Pity. I've done, I've done sports, but I was a dancer at the same time. I've always lived in the duality, duality of everything, of so many things that mm-hmm. I do. And so for me, I feel that. I don't mind what box you want to put me in if that makes you feel better to define me or to explain me to someone else. But I feel like I want to keep doing the work because I feel it's important and because we've seen its impact. And I just want to keep growing that for the impact and whatever title comes with it or whatever Hmm. label or whatever business module we fall under. I'll let other people figure that out. I just want to keep I want to make sure it always feels the way it feels today. And that's how we're going to, I think, move forward uh, is to make sure that the gut, that it feels good inside ourselves and for us to finally listen. I think Desiree and I, both of us for very different reasons, um, didn't trust our intuitions and uh, lost our voice at some point in our lives or never was or it was never developed. Mm -hmm. And so we're slowly finding our voice and trusting our intuition on a lot of things. And so, like, that's really my focus is to grow that in ourselves and that will bring whatever titles may come, I think. Mm. I mean, so now you're just breaking down, like, how you grow, actually, the community. But what are the steps that you actually took over over the last three years to grow the community to the capacity it is today? Mm. I'm... It was a lot of, you know, we really took, I mean, again, going back to the fact that we're people, people, people lovers. And <laughs> Better word. We are people lovers and we were just so happy with all of the love and that we, the love and the support and the comments and the feedback that we got from day one. Mm-hmm. And we nurtured those relationships. We, you know, personally messaged and supported and you know if if somebody came to our event and they were doing something I mean and I mean we try as hard as possible to support anybody that supported us in whatever way possible if that's sharing their events on our page you know we, we said a lot of people commented we started sharing events on our page and people were like you're sharing competition and it's not competition to us it's our community and it's not because we're creating an event that we can't promote other female female-led events in Montreal. You know, we're, we're firm believers that together is better and that we have to support each other. And it's not about being competitive. It's about, you know, supporting each other and lifting each other up. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if you are like, what did we do from day one? Like we personally messaged everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, went we on their pages. Went on their pages. On their photos. Not just to like, you yeah. know, but like, like with intention. Everything we did was with intention. We liked... You know, some people like or the, some people will just go and like the three first photos and not say anything or just like a bunch of photos. And but for us, it was like like and comment. And why are we commenting? Because we felt that we connected to that post. So everything we did, we tried to do it organically, which I think 
um, solidified the relationship with mm-hmm. our community. And then for us, makes again, going back to our gut and it and just what brings us joy and what be, it just feels much better. And then when I'm telling you about someone in the community, I know about her and she knows about me and she knows that I think this of her because there's also this underlining thing I think for I think personally for my life is I I, I never want to die with things that are unsaid the people that matter to me I want them to know that they matter to me they don't they won't matter because they're on their deathbed and I have to tell them something if I'm gone tomorrow everyone knows exactly what they've done for me and who they are and what they represent and I feel that that's how I feel a bit about our community because they all have their their very special place um, in our community. And so we're just very grateful. And so I think with that gratitude has brought our the work. So it was a lot of personal. It was a lot of personal um, invested in also, we again, people, lovers, and uh, given our service background, we were really invested. It wasn't just a hi, how are you? And again, we didn't want the surface relationships. We wanted to go we wanted to dive in a little bit deeper. So it was really, what are you doing? Are you buying a house? And then when we would reach out, it was asking them how the house searching, how the house search was going. Mm-hmm. You know, it was really to remember. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's in any service or any community building anything. You have to take the time to invest in your audience, in your community, and the people that are 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 interested in what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I think that's very important. And I think that that is to, something it, that's always brought us joy. So that just was effortless at and the it's beginning who we, and it's who we are you know that's who we are and so that's what we believe to do that you know it can't just be something you put on your marketing plan mm-hmm. oh care about no yeah there has to be that want it can't mm-hmm. and also like it is um it is a, an um an, a very big upkeep and it is becomes like a lot of information all these people's stories and exactly who had a baby who's getting engaged who has a house who's like but you we hold a, I think a good percentage of it and that's what and but we actually care about the answer because it's not just about you know asking the right questions it's actually caring about the answer that's the only way you're going to remember is if you care mm, so absolutely. for us and then even like coming from the service industry to be more specific at the bar um we worked at a bar together at some point and at the bar, you'd have people that would walk up and we knew their drink. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that we knew what their favorite drink was just really made them feel special and remembered. And and it wasn't because they were spending a lot of money. No. It was because they looked at you in the eyes. It was because they smiled. It was because they took the time to say thank you. Mm-hmm. So to to appreciate them, you remember their drink. So next time they come, they they feel special. So again, the essence of what we've created and what we want the community to feel whenever they're involved with anything that we do is we want everyone to feel seen and special. And another thing I'm going to add is that we hug everybody also. Yes. We hug everybody <laughs> at all of our convos yes. because again, it's that face-to-face contact and the human connection, mm-hmm. you know, the human connection that's missing and lacking in society these days you know like it's the handshake and and like there's something about touch i'm not telling everyone to go touch people but there's something (laughs) about about about, you know hugging like there's nothing wrong with hugging when you are in a safe space and Mm -hmm. so that is something that we make sure to hug everybody that walks into our events and you know like we've actually like said you know i'm just gonna let you know i'm hugging you now uh, and it's, again probably going to be uncomfortable for some but that's that's our that's our business module because it's important to us. So 
you created a new chapter recently and then you create you created also a space for men so mm -hmm. how did that happen oh well well when we started the women's i had told you all at the beginning oh my god we have to create a, we have to create a mixed event we have to create a mixed event and and slowly but you know we have such so many amazing men that have been supporting and following us um over the years and we've been trying to find a space uh, of trying to find the right time and the right time the opportunity came a few months ago and it was a bit scary because we've been working with women for so long and we didn't mm -hmm. quite know how the men would receive mm -hmm. um the space or react in the space mm -hmm. but wow amazing amazing feeling after that night that convo with i think there were 30 men that night and all of none of them knew what to expect mm -hmm. all of them stayed after mm -hmm. to chat and connect and um yeah it just it just motivates all... us to want to do more and so many people have reached out to us after a lot of men saying there are there's there are not enough spaces for men to gather and yeah. men to have these types of conversations mm -hmm. so i think it's important that men learn a new way or new reasons to gather with one mm -hmm. another other than just sports or talk about work um super interesting stuff but there just needs to be this um this other place where emotions and, you know, shortcomings or fears or uh, some uh, yeah, fears, uh, all, the, all the feelings that you can have as a man and all the pressures, I, there's a lot of pressures uh, in being a man also. And there needs to be a place where they can just hear about it, talk about it. Exactly. We can snow globe them and then they can go <laughs> off to their corners and talk. And, and not have to find a solution mm -hmm. because a lot of men think I can't vo voice this because I don't have a solution. Mm -hmm. And because it will make me look weak. I'll look yes. weak. I don't whereas, know what the answer is. Whereas we're trying to encourage them to see the value in just sitting there and listening to another man, again, share feelings that you're probably feeling too mm -hmm. and that you're not alone in how you feel. And hopefully, as we've seen with the women, it's lifted them up and given them strength to unravel what needs to be unraveled or go get help go or get read help. a book or look yeah. like look for what they need or realize that they actually need something. Because most of the time, most of us are operating on kind of like autopilot. OK, like the, the school, the job, the, you know, the family, the kids, the, you know, the promotion, like it's just mm -hmm. this you know, this, this kind of like conveyor belt of like life events that you're just kind of checking off, not really letting them sit in you and realize, okay, how does this feel to me? Like, do I feel happy about this accomplishment? Is this way harder than I think it is? Do I have the courage to even question this? Like, so there's a lot of questions. I think men don't um, give themselves permission to take mm -hmm. time to ask. Mm -hmm. And this would be the beginning of them just being like, oh, I'm not the only one who has these questions. It's normalizing having feelings or not that they don't have it but having feelings towards certain things or realizing oh wow I'm not the only one that thinks this is hard or I'm not the only one going through this mm -hmm. and how it has awakened um, our community of women and us for sure it, it will happen for men also and I think men are starting to get it's a little bit more uh, topical now and the men have seen us been not us personally Lady La, but um, have seen women I think probably like in the last five years I think were really like women events women place it like women have been saying okay well we're going to create our own place and we're going to feel better of us just talking about business or us you know talking about motherhood or whatever it is and we've created all these amazing because it's something that's 
I think a bit more in our DNA and men to gather in that way. And we have broken off and made all these platforms for ourselves. And then the guys, I think, are watching us and they're like... And I think that they're feeling this left out. Feel, this looks like it feels great. Or they have the girlfriend who comes home from the event and she's, you know, I don't know, having a process or however she feels. They're seeing the results of what their girlfriends have been going off to and going to do. And they're like, oh, wow, maybe I feel like I'm still walk, like running on, uh, you know, on a treadmill on the same place. I'm working really hard but I feel that you know I want that too like I want a little piece of that so so this year you're celebrating your third anniversary mm -hmm. uh what's the plan for 2020 <laughs> what's not on the what's list what's not on the <laughs> list there's so many amazing things oh my god where do we start there's um, there, there's like dreams you know there's dreams that are on the list um there's a lot of uh more focused Uh, intention on our on the path towards the next step I think those things are getting clearer for us and then other than that we just wanted to again there's this funny thing where you know the first year that we did it was I think just me like us trying to survive it because like again I said I was pregnant I had a baby I moved and so it was kind of like okay do we have the energy to do another one so it was just kind of like month by month like we would do it per feeling and then the next year we're like okay let's see how and so now i think we're going in on our, in our third year where we're like we know what type of events we want to do and we actually kind of just finished our calendar of knowing when the dates are how many there's going to be and obviously we're going to be able to add in that but like just to go in knowing that our convos which are our story sharing nights they're all there Um, is a really nice feeling mm. for me. Yeah, so we, we, we booked our seven or eight convos. Um, they're on the calendar for next year. With uh, Then we also started our business mm -hmm. convos. Again, a platform for the business women in our community and for them to share their stories of how they got to where they got. And again, it all goes back to us wanting to support the, people, the women in our community. Like so it's why just they started. Why they, it's more the why they started versus a, a a pitch it's 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 just for the the story behind the business mm -hmm. so there's a lot of business convos on the agenda there's also a lot of more men's convos on the agenda because that's very important for us and it's definitely um in the plan for 2020 also a mixer <laughs> i'm just gonna throw it yeah, out yeah, into yeah. the universe mixer, and definitely. so basically we started creating the men's convo we've obviously done three years of the women's convo and The on the dream board is to create a mixer, you know, these open women, these open men to create some sort of mixer to get everyone in the room together and mm -hmm. Joelle will officiate a wedding. I'm just throwing that <laughs> out into the universe, whoever that lucky bride is. Yeah. <laughs> um, but also a lot uh, of corporate work. We're working mm -hmm. on our corporate uh, offering. offering. Mm -hmm. uh, we are also... Um, facilitating a few workshops yes. we've been contacted to facilitate workshops on creating community mm -hmm. creating re creating loyalty and creating meaningful relationships at work or just as an entrepreneur mm -hmm. so that's also very exciting what else are we doing we're doing a lot of a few there's other things a, that we can't necessarily talk about just yeah, yet there's a few surprises a few along surprises, the way yeah uh, and hopefully more um and then there's also uh Last year, I started working with a school, mm -hmm. um, so uh, doing with younger with younger kids, uh, just teenagers, kind of teenagers. So yes, yeah, and having them 
talk about their feelings and just kind of normalizing that and getting them actually saying things out loud is not an easy practice for teens. So to get them kind of like on that, you know, um, that boat of accessing information so it doesn't, or accessing like labeling feelings so mm -hmm. it's not as hard as it was for us older. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, so there's just more work with uh, the same school this year and there's a few more schools um, to work with. So. So we are almost done with this interview and I can I cannot thank you enough for letting me enter your home and then discuss with you the journey of Dalila. But I wanted to ask if I say hashtag vulnerable is beautiful, what does it mean for you? Mm, for me, it means when you put yourself out there, beautiful things will come. Mm -hmm. Um, a bit like I said before was that vulnerability used to be a, a, a negative word or a weak word and we just want to make it we want to make sure people feel that you can feel beauty in your pain you can feel beauty in your strength you can feel beauty by opening yourself up and beauty not the you know not the physical aesthetics of it but that everyone has this beauty that's attached to their to their soul and if you unlock that and you mm. start sharing those parts of yourself with people that's when you connect truly to people when you open yourself in the right way to the right person then you connect on this amazing you know this amazing level and so vulnerability is beautiful for everything that ensues after yeah i believe that the the core you can reach your core or or the the deepest connections are made when you are vulnerable if anything because you're the most open so so where people can find out about Lilila? They can follow us on Instagram, Lilila, <laughs> Lilila MTL, or on our website, lilila.ca. Yes, and also we're on Facebook, but yeah. We're not so Facebook. active on Facebook. Facebook. on Facebook anymore, yeah. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> we were just told at a, a teens event, they were like, oh yeah, my grandmother's on Facebook. <laughs> we were like, whoa, okay. <laughs> Thank you. Again. Thank you so much. So have thank a wonderful you. day and see you soon. Yeah, thank Yay, you. Thank you.